0: Do you?
1: Live from San Francisco on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network, you are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with your hosts, Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi. Are you ready?
2: Are you ready? Let's get it on! It's Wrestling Observer Live with Jim Valley. Brian is here. He's a little bit sick. He'll be uh, here right after the break. Semp is still down for the count. Hopefully he'll be back uh, very soon. So uh, I'm here for right now, and uh, Brian, like I said, will tag in here in just a couple of minutes. But regardless, we have got a lot to talk about today. 1-800-878-PLAY, 1-800-878-7529. How about that Cody Rhodes promo last night? You know, I'm here on the West Coast, so I saw the tweets about it. And people were talking about how that was his version of hard times. So I expected something very rhythmic, very preacher-ish. You know, like his dad. Cody Rhodes is his own man. And if you hear me on Wrestling Observer Live on Saturdays, a couple of weeks ago, I think two Saturdays ago, after seeing the angle a few weeks ago with he and Jericho where he punched through the glass, it hit me. Cody Rhodes is not the best baby face. He's the best wrestler in the world right now. And I don't know if it's from his acting skills, his family heritage, or he's just that smart. But he has shown that promos and poise are the way to sell tickets in wrestling. And I'll talk to Brian about it. I really want to get his wrestler perspective on everything. But I think he's the best wrestler in the world. Of course, you can't do the dance by yourself. Chris Jericho, that video. So funny. You know, it's really amazing. Someone with his poise to be so young. Because after all, he is the youngest ever AEW world champion. So... For him to be able to do that at such a tender young age of 48, it's remarkable. Chris Jericho, you know, so often in his career, he was not put in positions to draw money. So it's really hard to judge him as a draw because the way Vince saw him or the way he was put on the card, he wasn't always in a money-drawing position. And right now, even though he's doing his best work, it's also a key part of Jericho's career because he's in a money-drawing position. This is literally the time of Jericho's career where he can be not just a Hall of Famer, but literally one of the greatest of all time. And the, the basis of that is drawing money. And that's been, for whatever reason, the missing piece. So, so much to talk about. I thought NXT was great. And as always, we can take your calls. And, and I really want to talk about facts.
3: They're proven like the fact that crude oil contains impurities. Or that base oil made from natural gas is 99.5% free of impurities. And the fact that Pennzoil is the first synthetic motor oil made from natural gas, not crude oil. It gives you unbeatable engine protection. The proof is in the Pennzoil. Based on sequence 4A wear test using SAE 5W30.
4: Football and basketball seasons are in full swing. So get into the game with our exclusive sports betting partners, betonline.ag. Sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit to start betting college or professional sports. Every spread, every total, every winner or loser. Straight bet, parlay, or tease your way through the season. You can even bet on wild proposition bets like who will be the first head coach to get fired or who will win the NBA MVP. Get the fastest to market odds, updates, and payouts with our new sportsbook partners, betonline.ag. Head over to the website today or use your mobile device to join and use promo code COACH55, that's COACH55, to receive your 50% welcome bonus. betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Message and data rates may apply. Please do not text and drive cpurple.com for
3: terms
5: and conditions. And now for an important announcement. Do you, or does someone you know, sweat the bed? Do you ever wake up feeling like you've been sleeping on a slip and slide? Sweating the bed is a serious but a common problem that affects your sleep, health, and happiness. Plus, it's just plain gross. But it's not you, it's your mattress. Fortunately, Try the Purple Mattress risk-free for 100 nights and never sweat the bed again. And for a limited time, pick a free Purple product with your mattress purchase by texting SLEEPY to 84888. The coolest sleep of your life and a free Purple product by texting SLEEPY to 84888. That's S-L-E-E-P-Y to 84888.
2: Hey. Hey, Bench. What are you doing?
5: I'm rubbing my Blue Emu on.
2: Are you ready to go fishing? Fishing? You said we were going fishing this morning.
6: I have 10 Gold Glove Uh, Awards. Oh, here we go again. Johnny Bench doesn't go fishing.
2: Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Johnny
6: Bench goes catching. Blue Emu supports healthy muscles and joints. Blue Emu, it works fast and you won't stink. Available at nationwide retailers and Amazon.
2: Am I on a warm radio station? What was, what was, wow, that was, that was very nice. That was very pleasant. No, this is not Delilah. It's Wrestling Observer Live. I'm Jim Valley. Uh, Brian is uh, tied up. The whole family back at the Alvarez compound is just sick. You know, when you have a new child, that's just one of the things that comes with the territory. Samp is sick. So, so it's just you and I right now at 1-800-878-PLAY. 1-800-878-7529 one 800 878 Hopefully Brian will jump on here in a couple of minutes. But I wanted to touch base. As, as you may or may not know, I've been doing Saturdays for a while. And uh, last night during the Cody promo, a lot of people have been talking about Cody Rhodes. And a couple of weeks ago, it hit me watching AEW that um, Cody Rhodes, he's the best wrestler in the world. So last night, during the show, so many people flooded my Twitter feed with, "Oh, Jim, maybe you were right," or you know, just talking all about that. And it's really something that's kind of gotten a lot of traction for me on Saturdays. So I was just curious if uh, you had heard the show and uh, maybe had been convinced, or perhaps you saw the tweets and give and gave it some thought. I mean, the thing that that amazes me about Cody is since I've been. Doing more at The Observer. I have watched a lot of wrestling. And the thing that has hit me the most with Jericho and Cody doing so much great work is acting. Both of them have gone to Hollywood and studied acting. You know, before Cody wanted to be a wrestler, he tried to uh, to act in Hollywood. And so you can really see that they have studied real acting. They don't just say words with emotions. They're in the moment and it's real. And Cody if you would have told me when this whole AEW thing started that here we would be and Cody Rhodes would be the flag bearer for AEW and the real life symbol of AEW, I'd call you crazy. You'd think that because the young bucks are so popular and their matches are so athletic that they would be a centerpiece and that Kenny Omega would be the single star centerpiece. And it is smart probably to delay some of that gratification but there's something else about Cody Rhodes. And this is really the wrestler perspective. If you've ever talked particularly to a veteran wrestler, they'll tell you, you know, slow down, kid. You don't need to kill yourself. You don't need to do so much. Use your psychology. And that is what Cody has done. Sometime around when Dustin came in, Cody's even done interviews talking about, you know, I like Dave Meltzer, but he only gave me three-star matches. Cody and Dustin had that five star match using psychology. That could have been cheesy. I mean, nobody buys brothers fighting. Nobody bought the Hardy Boys fighting, or if it's fake brothers like the Dudley Boys, or even like a close tag team like the Steiner Brothers or Legion of Doom. But that crowd went crazy when after the match, Cody, to set up the tag team with the Young Bucks, said, I don't need a partner. I need a brother, could have been a groaner of a line, but the crowd ate it up. Cody and Dustin should have had a Styles clash with the Young Bucks. They didn't. Another great match. Cody and Sean Spears. Sean Spears in a hard place right now, trying to transition to a serious heel after being the 10 guy, and sometimes we fans don't let people transition like that. And the fans could have lost interest in that match at All Out, but they didn't. And it's not just AEW. I mean, the Dark Order has struggled. A few other people have struggled with that crowd. So he could have lost that crowd at any minute, but they stayed hot through the whole thing. Some people, when I talk about Cody being the best wrestler in the world, say, oh, no, he doesn't have athletic athletic enough matches. But I would argue that's the game because he's putting less strain on his body. He doesn't have to. And there are also people who say, yeah, you can't do that anymore because the crowd is just too sophisticated. We all know you've got to be Tanahashi or Okada or Kenny Omega. I'm wondering if Cody Rhodes has opened up a door for other people. Will more people use psychology? Because we've gone really far in athleticism as an art form. Give me your thoughts on that. 1-800-878-PLAY, 1-800-878-7529. Let's go to uh, Jaime in Los Angeles. Jaime, what's going on?
7: Hey, what's up, Jim? Uh, yeah, I, I uh, completely uh, share your thoughts with uh, Cody, because, uh, you know, like Johnny Gargano and like Will Ospreay, they do really athletic things, and that's great, but it's not going to really, uh, I, I'm not going to really care if I didn't tune in for matches like theirs, because um, I mean, I could go online and watch historic great matches. It's not gonna really make me feel like, oh, I gotta tune in today to the show. You get me? Like, I prefer like guys that could cut promos, like Cody or um, MJF, because you could tell really great stories with them. And uh, like, I was listening to Observer Radio with um, Brian and Dave, and they were kind of talking like, oh, okay, like if Cody loses, well, what are they gonna do with him now? Because if he loses, he can't go for the title anymore. But what I was thinking that they could do is he could still lose, and then you could build that towards the the match beyond with the Elite versus the Inner Circle, where one of the stipulations is if the Elite win, then um, Cody can chance for the title again. I think they could get enough sympathy with the crowd for for the, for the crowd to want to see that match. And Or if not, you could turn Cody heel so that he could get heat by saying, I don't care. I'm the president. I could still, I, I could uh, change that stipulation and I could still challenge for the title if I want, you know?
2: I think those are all great points, Jamie. I think the key to those is timing. You don't want to, you, you want to make sure that you take Cody out of the picture long enough so people really want it. Jerry Lawler did that, where he lost a loser leave town match and the territory died. And so Jerry Jarrett had to come up with something. So the heels attacked a 16-year-old Jeff Jarrett. So the fans were so mad. And the only solution was for upset father Jerry Jarrett to let Jerry Lawler come back into the territory. So probably something like that might work. Um, Again, Cody turning heel too fast? Cody is making money right now. And you don't want to upset the money. Oh, and by the way, people who say, well, Cody's booking everything. Great. That's the name of the game. If he's smart enough to know that he's the guy drawing money, then he should be booked this way. If he's smart enough to do this, the issue, and so often we get tied up with things that happen in WCW or wherever. The issue will be when this run ends because all runs will invariably end. If Cody still pushes himself and business goes down, that's going to be the problem. And right now I feel like he's smart enough to know that. But we shall we shall see about, uh, about that. But those are my thoughts on Cody. And one more thing. I think that what makes Cody, I don't know, better than Chris Jericho, but more nuanced, is let's say you were going to go on Jimmy Fallon. Jericho could go on Jimmy Fallon as Le Champion, and it would be very entertaining, and I think it would be a big hit with people, but they would still know that it's kind of an act. Cody Rhodes could go on Jimmy Fallon as the AEW television Cody Rhodes character, and it's so real and, well, lifelike, that it would blur the lines. That's how good I think Cody Rhodes is right now, that he's carried over the psychology and then also his matches. Brent in New York. Brent, what's going on? we got a couple of moments here. What's on your mind?
0: How you doing, Jim?
8: Um, I just want to say I agree 100% that Cody Rhodes is – the best in the world right now. He is the most genuine wrestler that I've seen in a very long time. Uh, just to kind of want to bring a little example uh, South Park, the TV show, actually had an episode a long time ago that had WWE in it. And in the end of the episode, you see Vince McMahon come on as they're cutting promos of the ring. And the promos are all about acting and making the audience believe. And I think that's what we're missing nowadays, a genuine promo that draws you in and just captures you and hooks you. And Cody did that without a doubt.
2: You got to talk them into the building. It's, it's as old as wrestling itself. Matches are great. And we've seen some amazing athletic matches, say, on 205 Live. But without that psychology, they're just moves. 1 800 878 play 1 800 878 7529 we still got some calls coming up, so if you're on the line, stay right there. Hopefully Brian will be back soon. But either way, Jim Valley here, Wrestling Observer Live on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
1: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
2: Sempervivi is out sick. Brian tells me he may be back in this segment we'll see what's going on it's Jim Valley covering for all of the sick people here at uh, wrestlingobserver.com uh before we get back to taking your calls talking about Cody Rhodes uh, NXT AEW speaking of AEW real quick I want to wish a special happy birthday to Tony Schiavone what an amazing comeback that guy is having huh I kind of feel I kind of have a personal connection to this real quick Uh, In 2016, I attended the NWA Fan Fest in Charlotte, just like a fan, just like anybody else. And um, I got a text the morning of the show from Greg Price asking me if I would host the seminar with Jeannie Clark that morning. Jeannie Clark from World Class and WCW, Steve Austin's ex-wife. What a nice woman. She's so great, and she and I have a relationship as friends to this day. But I did that one, and Greg kept texting me. Hey, you want to do this one and do this one? I ended up doing... All of them. Mickey James, Austin Idol, Magnum TA, Road Warrior Animal, Jimmy Garvin. And the one I was not looking forward to doing was Tony Schiavone. Not because I didn't like him. You know, Tony's the best. But, you know, I've been Tony Schiavone in my broadcasting career. If you're the talent, but your bosses want you to do or say something on the air, you keep your ego in check and you do it. So I wasn't really looking forward to interviewing Tony on stage because I didn't think it would be very entertaining. I expected him to be professional without much to say, and I just thought we were going to get that good soldier on stage. So I go backstage before the show together, and Tony is in a corner surrounded by a group of former WCW employees. He's holding court, and he is making them bust up laughing. I was like, hmm, interesting. So he and I chat briefly next time I see him is on stage a couple of minutes later, long story short, he killed. Oh my gosh. He was great. You know, I was able to play off of him and set him up for lines. It was the best. And I think everybody in the audience was really shocked at how funny and personable he really was because up until that point, you know, the image of Tony Schiavone was bitter and all of these things. And he was fantastic. And, you know, his podcast is funny, but Tony is a live performer. If you ever get a chance to see him live, go see him live. So after we're done, I shake his hand. I say thank you and praise him for everything and mention that he should do a podcast. Conrad Thompson was in the audience that night. The rest is history. So Tony is a super nice guy. I'm so glad that he's having the comeback that he is and is just being himself on uh, AEW. It's awesome. Let's go to the phones now. Let's go to uh, Paul in Texas. Paul, what's on your mind?
11: Hey, Jim. Hey, Jim, man.
2: Good. What's up? So
11: um, I don't know if you've gotten a chance to watch the uh, countdown to full gear that they put up on YouTube after Dynamite last night, but it is absolutely phenomenal. I thought it was the best thing that AEW has done since they started. It's really just incredible.
2: What do you like about it?
11: I First of all, Santana and Ortiz and their, that, you know, the whole first 15 minutes is about the Young Bucks and the Santana Ortiz match. And Santana and Ortiz are just amazing. They shot on location in New York and, and it just makes you care about them so much. And, you know, I know that there's really no way to jam all 36 minutes or whatever it is onto TV, but it would be be so nice if everybody that they're trying to sell the pay-per-view to could could see that um and then kenny and and mox and everything that i've you know heard dave and and brian talking about and and how you know they haven't maybe gotten as much promo time on tv as they uh you know as people would have liked it's all there it's all in this this package and kevin sullivan and nick mondo and whoever else was involved in putting it together just deserves a lot of credit because it is awesome
2: you know that elite group is really good at putting together packages on youtube whether it's being the elite or countdown shows i'll have to check it out i appreciate the call paul you can call in at uh, 1-800-878-PLAY 1-800-878-7529 or you can tweet me at jim valley i don't have access to brian's texts but we can go to the phone lines and uh, josiah in canada what's going on josiah hey
8: hey jim uh going from a uh... Talking about how great Rob is earlier today on Twitter. Now we're here, but uh, I wanted to talk about Cody's promo and uh, really a whole episode of AEW Dynamite. I thought it built the pay per view very well. Um, I do think there are a few issues still with them not having enough promo time. But as the previous caller talked about with uh, the uh, the countdown show, it would be nice to get a few sh- a few more short promos on TV to help build up some guys. But that Cody promo, um, I went and bought the pay-per-view immediately. <laughs> After that, I I had to see uh, this how this match goes down, whether uh, Jericho beats him or Cody wins. Um, how what do you think is going to happen going forward there, Jim? Do you think uh, that Jericho will uh, will win by some nefarious tactic and? the the fans will eventually start begging for Cody to uh, overcome the
2: stipulation. That seems like the most logical way to go. A few weeks ago, I would have thought there's no way Jericho should lose the title, and I'm still in that camp. But Cody winning would be early, but I don't think it would be the disaster and the worst thing that it would have been just a few weeks ago. I still say delay gratification for the fans and make them I think you could even make them want it even more take Cody out of the picture and then after Jericho goes through whomever in the very near future find a way to get Cody in in a natural way to make the fans want it and you can make even more money so I think that's kind of the that's what I'm thinking right now but it's really hard to say you could literally go either way at this point
8: I I, I don't think either option is really a bad one which is great going into the pay-per-view
2: yeah, I like I said. I think I think you want to build the inner circle and make them the evil faction that is taking over the whole area of AEW, and then maybe you're building to this match beyond, and then you kind of have more standardized baby faces, so you know who the baby faces are that are standing up for AEW in the face of this inner circle. So they have a lot of options. I really appreciate the call, Josiah. You know, a lot of people have been talking about the promos and. That is a great point. But the other thing is, is because AEW is so new, you can't lose focus on the site of the money makers and the money players. If they try to introduce too much with um, Santana and Ortiz, you dilute perhaps the time taken away from your money matches right now. It's probably best at this point to go slow as far as other characters, introduction, and promos. But by and large... It's not reinventing the wheel. I feel like some people are disappointed in AEW because it's not dramatically different. But really, wrestling is a formula that has worked for a century, if not longer. And going back to that formula has been tremendously successful. Let's go to Daniel in North Carolina. Daniel, are you there?
1: Hey, Jim. How are you doing, sir?
2: Good, good man. What's up?
1: Good. Uh, sorry, sorry. To me, when wrestling's the best, you get excited for the future. Um, And I was super excited last night. I think there's so many different uh, ways they can go with this. I completely, when Cody mentioned the match beyond, I said, all right, so they're building up a War Games match. And my first thought was a War Games match. Cody gets screwed Saturday. A War Games match for Cody's shot at Jericho again. And then MJF screws him. I think it's it just sets up so perfect.
2: Yeah, it could go a number of ways. Sometimes I wonder if they're going to delay the MJF turn a little bit longer so we build up more trust so it's shocking when it's happening. But I'm, I thank you for the call. I'm going to uh, pot you down there. I'm getting some feedback. But I really appreciate the call at uh, 1-800-878-PLAY, 1-800-878-7529. They have so many options. And also, people are talking already about the match beyond. How crazy is this? That, how weird. You've got two factions at war, and the, natu- the natural escalation is to build to a match beyond whatever that's going to be in AEW, versus, oh, it's on the calendar. Let's just go have, a, go have a war games, or, you know, go have a hell in the cell. Here you go. There's Fiend, Seth Rollins. Can we get a red spotlight, please? It's so nice to have an organic build, and I hope AEW is able to maintain this as we go along. 1-800-878-PLAY, 1-800-878-7529. I also liked NXT quite a bit. Speaking of the future, WWE has got so much talent. Um, If you listen to my Saturday show, I kind of look at wrestling a little bit differently. I look at it more as characters and more as like casting in a movie or a play. And when it comes to different characters in wrestling, I don't know that I've ever been more interested in Dakota Kai than I am right now. Now understand what I'm saying. Stereotypes in real life, bad, because they dehumanize people. You need very simple characters in wrestling just for because of the nature of wrestling. So one of the things that I liked about Dakota Kai is that Everyone right now, because in real life, this is good. Strong women in real life, great. But it's sort of like years ago when all the people on the indies tried to copy Steve Austin, and they ended up looking more like Steve Blackman. You need to be vulnerable. That's kind of the problem with Superman. He's not vulnerable. So I want to talk about Dakota Kai and her vulnerabilities. I thought they were awesome last night. Jim Valley, Wrestling Observer Live, in for Brian here on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
5: Staples is more than a place you go to make copies.
6: It's where a conversation with an associate sparked the idea for my business card to double as a coupon. And it's where I go to reach potential customers with custom postcards.
5: Staples can help make your big ideas bigger ideas. And right now, when you make a select print and marketing services purchase, you receive 20% off your next order. Staples, for your business printing and beyond. In-store only ends eleven nine nineteen. Exclusions apply. See staples.com slash print20 for details
3: men if you want to pee easier listen to this a new nobel prize discovery was just proven in a clinical trial to help men pee 241 percent more Ending multiple trips to the bathroom and the constant urge to go. This breakthrough is finally available in a pill called Prostavive LS. Developed by famed men's health expert, Dr. Al Sears. And for a limited time, you can get a free bottle. Call 800-769-8155. Patients who've taken Prostavive LS are singing its praises.
8: Hi, my name is Paul and I'm 73 years old.
3: I used to get up multiple
8: times a night to go to the bathroom, but after taking Prostavive LS, I now sleep through the night.
3: Prostavive LS. Does not require a prescription and there are no side effects but this free bottle is not available in stores call 800-769-8155 to get your free bottle of this nobel prize winning discovery proven in clinical trials to help men pee 241 percent more that's 800-769-8155 hey travelers do you want to save money on your next flight then pick up the phone and call that's right
0: That's 855-325-1780.
3: Now at Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care Centers. Buy a two-pack of Night Vision Brilliant Headlamps and get a pair of Proformer Wiper Blades free. Because when you put safety first, your equipment shouldn't be second rate. So upgrade to Napa Night Vision Brilliant Headlamps and get a pair of Proformer Wiper Blades free do it yourself or have it done for you that's napa know-how. napa know-how at participating napa auto parts stores and napa auto care centers some restrictions apply while supplies last offer ends twelve thirty one nineteen. 19
1: you are listening to wrestling observer live with brian alvarez and mike sempervivi on the sports byline broadcasting network
12: Hey, look who's back on the show here. I want to thank Jim so much for holding down the fort. There is no delay long enough for me to explain what I was going through over the last 40 minutes here today, so I won't even bother, but I am back here with a flaming sword, those of you. Enamored with the dulcet tones of Jim Valley, I apologize, but I'm back, and I'm fired up. I know that Jim wants to talk a little bit more about Dakota Kai, so I'll defer to you. I just thought she was awesome last
2: night. Uh, you, know, you could really see her reaching down and trying to prove something to herself, the audience, and Shayna Baszler. And when Shayna didn't pick her for war games, it's a great story. And I love that Just, it's a different thing as opposed to, I'm tough. And you've got to have some vulnerabilities as a character in wrestling so you can earn the audience's sympathy. And I, like I said, I don't think I've ever been more interested in Dakota Kai than I have been right now. And I love that.
12: All right. So a couple of notes here. Obviously, last night, I enjoyed both shows. I think the I think the two biggest talking points from last night were, obviously, as I'm sure you talked about the entire show, the Cody interview, one of the great babyface promos of all time. And the fact that he is squaring off on Saturday with, like, the greatest heel in pro wrestling, Chris Jericho. And I have no idea what they're going to do. We talked about it on the Observer Radio Show last night. To me, it's too early to beat Chris Jericho. This should be a long quest for Cody. But given the stipulation and the way that Cody, the, the top babyface on this planet, has vowed never to compete for this title again if he loses, he almost has to win. I mean, the only other option is he turns heel and he's a liar? Or I guess, you know, they figure that they screw him in such a way that you're begging for him to get another shot at the top. It's actually very similar to the Tim Storm uh, storyline in NWA Power. It's actually the exact same story. Their top babyface vowed that if he didn't win the title, he was never going to challenge for it again. And I'm just... I've not been so interested in the results of a pro wrestling match Maybe since Ryback and CM Punk, actually. That Hell in a Cell match. That was years ago. So, that's the talking point for AEW. The NXT talking point is simple. How do you not advertise that the OC is going to be on NXT? Seriously. How? Are they trying to lose this war? Maybe they'll win the ratings here today because people will have found out that they were on the show and tune in in large numbers. I mean, the only thing that I know, and this really means nothing, but, you know, it's something to talk about. We have threads on our board for the AW show and the NXT show. And AW in the ratings has done usually about, um, correct me, Jim, if I'm wrong with my math, about, you know, one-third more. AW does about one-third more than NXT does most weeks. And last night on the board, even though the OC showed up, uh, there were one-third more people on the AEW thread than the NXT thread. So that may mean something, that may not. My gut tells me that NXT is not winning. My gut tells me that, exactly as I predicted a few days ago, AEW around 1,000,001.1 and NXT around you 800, 850. I think that's what's going to end up. We'll find out in about an hour. But one way or the other... How do you not advertise on Raw? Because I know, I knew on Monday night that the OC was going to be on NXT. I didn't know it was going to be this Wednesday, but I knew that they were going to do an angle with the OC on NXT. I knew that Monday. So how did they not have AJ make that challenge at the end of the show? I will be there on Wednesday night. It wasn't like they showed up as a surprise. They actually, on social media, shot that angle before the show, Letting people know that the OC was at full sale. How do you not advertise that on Monday Night Raw? I'm just flabbergasted.
2: I wonder, realistically, is AEW just at a point where it might be best for WWE to just lay back right now and wait for things to cool off and then make a move?
12: I don't know. I mean, obviously they're going to be there next week. I mean, I would at least hope that they can plug it on Raw that they'll be there next week. But it was just, just mind-blowing to me. So, well,
2: oh. And the end of NXT where you have the two former leaders of the Bullet Club making gestures at each other. Yeah. AJ and Finn Balor.
12: I mean, that was a hot angle, and I'm excited to see where they go. But I'll just explain my ratings prediction to everybody. You know, this is WWE backstage, 49,000 viewers. <laughs> okay. 49,000 viewers. Now... You know, I I tweeted this out and I had people saying, Brian, nobody watches anything on FS1. And you're right to the degree that those 49,000 viewers, it actually beat the lead-in to whatever WWE Backstage was. I think the lead-in did like 17,000 viewers. So there's a lot of shows on FS1 that nobody watches. That's true. But when they did WWE Backstage, the preview show, which I believe was this past Friday, that show did over 450,000 viewers. On FS1. So, they dropped from 450,000 viewers to 49,000 viewers. They were down 89% in viewership. Now, clearly, I mean, some of that's Tuesday. But, I mean, that is a stunning lack of loyalty by the WWE audience. SmackDown on FS1, 880,000. Stunning lack of loyalty by the WWE audience. I mean, you got to remember that Finn Balor debuted on NXT, and it was a hot debut, and they still went down the following week. So as much as I think that this AJ Finn Balor thing is going to be awesome, the the reformation of the original Bullet Club or the uh, the 2014 Bullet Club, like I don't know if that's going to be enough to get these people watching this show. I've seen no evidence otherwise.
2: Well, the other issue is, Brian, and I can't be alone in this. Uh, tweet me at Jim Valley if you have the same problem. I sit there because of all of the people who have gone up from NXT to WWE and either failed or changed or just went nowhere. I sit there and go, gee, Damian Priest looks really cool. Um, Yeah, he probably wouldn't make it. I sit there and go, Keith Lee looks awesome. Is Vince going to make him dance? I hope he cannot sing or dance. I just sit there and I go... What possible damage could going to WWE and the main roster do to each of these individual talent? And it's frustrating, and I can't be the only one who thinks that.
12: All right, so apparently we got one last caller on the line. John, you're on the air. What's going on?
10: Hey, guys. Um, Jim was talking earlier about psychology, and it's such an important thing. And I think it also plays into what you were just talking about, about the loyalty of the fan base. If you don't do something that hooks them and makes them stay with your program, it's all meaningless. And you have to have continuity, and you have to have something compelling. It can't just be moves for the sake of moves. It can't just be sports entertainment for the sake of sports entertainment there has to be some semblance of meaning behind it and some passion that's why nwa power is connecting with a lot of people because there's passion there that's why the cody promo connected passion it's it's simple to say but not a lot of people put it into practice and actually look at it and go hey you know maybe we need to start doing this like this and then we can increase our viewership, because that will do it. That's what you got to do.
12: Well, John, I want to thank you very much for the call. I want to bring something up based on your call. So last night on the AEW show, Orange Cassidy just got in the ring, right in front of the referee, and it wasn't a DQ. And I I know this alleged rules of wrestling, like a thousand people can run in, but as long as they don't touch anybody, it's not a DQ. I think this is stupid. I mean, I think that like if someone gets, if if a, if a non-active party gets inside the wrestling ring in the middle of a match, that's like a run-in. It's a DQ, whether or not there's contact. So, the ref then got taken, and Orange Cassidy did some spots and that sort of thing. But, I mean, the referee just should have been taken earlier. Like, just take the ref, so the ref doesn't see the person getting into the ring. But anyway, the point of this is, some guy on our board got really mad at me. And they said. It's just wrestling. Like, why are you worried about the rules? It's just wrestling. And it just made me so irritated because that's one of the things that's turned so many people off to wrestling. This idea that nothing matters, nothing needs to make sense, it's just wrestling. Okay, there's a subset of fans that believe this. And like, the number one company guilty of this is WWE. And they're at their lowest point in Decades in terms of fan interest. So, I mean, that's a pretty good indication to me that fans do care about this. And yes, the Orange Cassidy thing was a little thing, but all of these little things add up. The one thing about, like, the Cody promo and the Tim Storm promo, and even a lot of things that we see in NXT that are great. Everybody knows that wrestling is fake, but we want to at least be able to pretend. Everybody knows that TVs are fake, TV shows are fake, and superhero movies are fake, and whatever. But you want to be able to watch the movie and escape and pretend. Suspend your disbelief, a term that's been used in this business for like a thousand years. Suspend your disbelief. We want to be able to do that. And one of the big problems with WWE is you can't suspend your disbelief because you are hit so hard constantly with how fake it is the interviews the questions that the interview people ask there's a video where you know shane uh, uh what's her face uh dakota Kai's leaving and some geek goes out to ask her some questions he asks the dumbest questions that like you can't even fathom that someone would actually ask questions this stupid after what they did with dakota kai but he asked them and on every show the commentary is fake. The backstage interviews are fake. The promos are fake. The the Ricochet wearing a superhero costume and having to be told a thousand times that he's a super. It's so everything about it is so fake. So yeah, that does matter. I want to see something that I can get into, that I can that I can suspend my disbelief and believe is real. And Jericho's character, Cody's character. Uh, The Dakota Kai interview back there with Rhea Ripley. I could believe all of that was real, even though I know it's not real. They, They did it in a way that it felt real. That's what people want at a pro wrestling.
2: Well, they also want faith, too. You have to have a trust from the audience. We all have that uncle in our lives who's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do this, and it's going to be huge. And they never do anything. And when they first tell you that, you're like, oh, cool. And then when it falls apart, you're like, oh. And then eventually you just stop listening to that person because you know what they say is never going to come to fruition. And in WWE, whether they mean it or not, what they have taught the audience is that to not have faith or trust in the direction that they're going to go with either your favorite character or some storyline, because we have been taught time and time again it's going to get dropped, it's going to go nowhere, it doesn't mean anything. And WWE, not only is it fake, but they have lost a lot of trust and a lot of goodwill with the audience. And I hope AEW doesn't squander what they have right now.
12: So this person here says more people watched Asuka show off her new rice cooker on YouTube than watched WWE backstage on FS1. That is a fact. And in fact, in addition to that, we put out these video clips on YouTube. We put out one a day. You can go to our YouTube page, F4W Online on YouTube. And you can subscribe. That's F4W Online on YouTube. And as of yesterday, three of the five random video clips that we put up on YouTube did more viewers than WWE Backstage. That's a stunning stat.
2: Well, the fact that Oscar has more viewers watching her cook rice than WWE Backstage means one thing: fans have great taste.
12: Back in a moment, we're live.
1: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer
12: Live. Jim Valley joining us here today. First, he says, what are they going to do for the other matches at War Games? Every champion is in every War Games match. I don't know if the rest of the card can be held up by a Cruiserweight Championship match. All they need is one match because each of those War Games matches is going to go a long time. So they normally have five matches on the show. I mean, if they can find just two other matches, all they have to do is set up two matches and everything will be fine. So I wouldn't worry too much about that was interesting to see them set those up. And uh there's like a mystery, there's a mystery person in every single war games match, both men and women, right? Am I missing something?
2: That's the thing about doing all these gimmick matches for so long, it just feels like the build up to both matches on the same card are fairly identical.
12: For instance, Chris Jericho last night to me came off as such a prick. He mocked Cody's honest sentiments. I know that Jericho's parody video was fabulous. There's the obvious fear that it might make him and the inner circle cool heels. But I guarantee you that is not going to happen because Cody is such an all-time great babyface. That was my argument last night. Dave thinks Jericho's still going to get cheered. He probably will be cheered coming out at the pay-per-view. But I think that he is going to do a fine job getting heat coming up on Saturday night. You watching that pay-per-view, Jim? I presume so.
2: Yeah, we'll uh, figure it out. I haven't uh, decided if I'm going to buy it or go to someone's house or whatever. We'll find something to, uh, for sure. Gotta, you have to see it, right?
12: Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, there's a house over here, unless everyone's still sick. been dying here the last week, but we're getting better. Well, listen, everybody, we're out of time. Tonight, Brian and Vinny Show, if you want the full in-depth recap of AW and NXT, myself and Vinny are going to go over both shows in great detail here tonight on the Brian and Vinny Show. And, of course, so much other great stuff up on the front page of WrestlingObserver.com. I'll be back tomorrow here on Wrestling Observer Live with more. And I want to thank Jim for saving the day here today. Really appreciate it. Mike, as always, callers and listeners, everybody to the studio. We'll talk to you again next time. Wrestling Observer Live.